Coming to you from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is The Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, Quinn. I'm back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more for another rousing and riveting installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective, you just heard Revel 9's All I've Become, our opening theme song. It's been that way since the great year of 2014, and it will be until the very end of days, and I'm very excited for today's show. Speaking of going back, I go way back with this guest. It's Grayson, who just released Identity Crisis Part 4, Hero Saga. He's a nerdcore hip-hop artist based in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and if you know our history here at the Quinn Spin, as well as Underground Music Collective, you know that before Underground Music Collective was Lehigh Valley Underground based in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So that's where I met Matt, and he's been crushing it for 10 years. He's had the chance to perform alongside the likes of Megaran and other giants of the nerdcore genre, and he keeps working, and we talk a lot about that work. We talk a lot about the creative process, the journey of it, and what it means to do something that's greater than yourself. And so he's doing that. He's a great example of what it means to really stick this out and see through a vision. I'm super excited about this episode and I'm about to bring it to you right now. All right, everyone back here on the Quinspin. I'm very excited about this. I'll explain what the graphic is behind me in just a moment for those who are uninitiated. But before I do that, I want to welcome Grayson to the show. Grayson is a nerdcore hip hop artist and just incredibly creative, passionate, driven individual very happy to have him on the show again. This is actually the third appearance, but the first of this Nashville run, and he's got a new album out right now, Identity Crisis Part 4, Hero Saga, just dropped Monday. Grayson, it's good to have you again, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's very, very humbling and, and very exciting to be back uh, to interview with you. It's been a few years, and I miss you, honestly. Yeah. Um, I miss you too, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. um but yeah um <laughs> where do i start <laughs> well let's start with the st- three standard questions because we ha- yeah. haven't asked you those in a few years yeah. so uh f- and we're gonna have some new listeners here so who are you what are your passions and why on earth would you want to come on the quinn spin again okay so um who am i um i am the gamer not a gangster known as grayson um <laughs> for those who remember the lehigh valley uh underground days i used to go by maverick the ronin then i changed my name to nightwing and then i kind of went into transition to be grayson i will not change it again i promise um as to what is my passion i like to create content uh, um according to things that i like and love and care about it's um it's kind of a by proxy of therapy for myself but also a good way to start any conversation with anybody that likes the same interests. Um, I've lucky enough to be around for about 10 years doing music. So I've gotten to meet a lot of wonderful people like yourself, including um, why I'm on a Quinn spin again. It has been a very long time. A lot has happened. And I think it's a very good platform to, I would, if anybody to talk to is you, oh. I would love to talk about it with. Yeah, I appreciate that. This has been a long time coming. It's been way too long. And yes, uh, you mentioned Lehigh Valley Underground. That is the logo behind me. 
that was for those who don't know underground music collective before it was underground music collective we were based in bethlehem pennsylvania and we were a regional publication occasionally we take some submissions from outside of the area and grayson back in the maverick Dorona days uh we worked together on a number of shows and reviews and you were on the show a couple times and since then just like seeing your growth has been so exciting seeing all the new opportunities and all the new connections you've been able to make in your career but before we get into all of that including the new album for those who don't know you take them back a little bit through the formative experiences the formative influences what led you to this path of creativity and what inspires you to create at your core? So, um, to go back, um, when I was like, because I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, and then I moved to Bethlehem when I was like 13, 14. Um, but when I was in New York, my older brother and his friends, they had a rap group called Hump Squad. It was an all acronym. I don't know all the words. It's been a few years. Um, but at the time I wanted to rap with them because, you know, I wanted to be with them and whatever, and I didn't get a chance to. So in and out of possibilities of going to rap at my teenage years and growing up into oh, near 20s, um, stuff just happened where I couldn't record. I never got to learn how to write. So then one day um, I got hit up by uh, Mooga Beats. Um, that's my cousin. He hit me up. Hey, you want to play this game? Da, da, da. Yeah, I'll come over. It was the summertime. I was 22. Um, I beat them. It was Injustice we was playing. And I beat them with Nightwing, ironically. Um, and he's like, what else you want to do? I'm like, I want to I want to make a song. Because he's in the studio. And he's like, yo, let's do it. And then we made the first song, doing my thing. And that kind of started up the whole journey of Gaming Out of Gangsta because Gaming Out of Gangsta, the brand and why I say I'm the Gaming Out of Gangsta is because that's my very first bar that I ever recorded. Um, I'm a Gaming Out of Gangsta that just happened to rap at the rappers on TV who just happened to track. Like, that was the very first thing I got to record that I written. So I went with that. And, you know, I made No Masters, uh, the first project I made. Then I made Gamers Interlude. Um, then I just kept going on forth making um, side missions, uh, which side missions is like a project I did with collabing with other people every track. And then I kept going with the sequels, dropping singles, meeting Mega Ran, meeting Richie Branson, meeting anybody from the NPCC Collective, joining Otaku Gang, meeting people that I call brothers now and sisters, um, going to conventions, then eventually getting booked for those same conventions. Um, what inspires me to create is the, the, um, the love of it. I love hip hop. I love rapping. I love what I rap about, which is nerdy content and stuff like that. And life too. I, I implement both as well as now, you no, know, I have a family. I have my twins. Um, I have my, um, they have their two older brothers. Uh, you no, know, I have Tyrell. He's uh 12, uh, Devonta, He just turned five, two weeks ago. Um, and I have Grayson and Abel. That's the twins. So, and I have my girlfriend. So me being successful has a little bit more pressure to it, but I enjoy the pressure because I, I feel like I'm at that, that plateau where I'm going to get to that place where I can make a living. And if I'm making a living, I'm at home, I can work and I can take care of the family and keep going with that. And then 
it, it keeps me at peace. Like I said, music is therapy for me. Um, I get to unload a lot of things when I perform and when I rap and when I make music. So, yeah. And the things that inspired me that started off originally, I could say my brother and his friends, Mega Rand, Richie Branson, um, you know, people that used to rap about the stuff that I liked and wish I had more of that. It would made me look at myself when I made music and say, this is what I want out in the world. I, I want to create that. And I create that. Well, you're doing a phenomenal job. And certainly the writing has, has encapsulated, you know, and intertwined all these different themes, you know, from your interests, from, you know, the comics, video games, animation, you know, all these references tied into all these verses about life and your journey. And that I think really comes through well on the new album. And you mentioned you, since the last time we did this, you've become a father. Um, and I want to dive a little deeper into fatherhood and how that shaped your perspective and how that's impacted your approach, to your creative goals, because it is, you know, it's a huge responsibility. You know, it's one of those things that like, you know, it, it adds a lot to your plate, you know, and to be able to show up and be your best self as a father, but also your best self as a creative, as a professional, like, mm -hmm. how do you bring all of that together? And how, how does one inform the other? It's, um, so when I found out I was having twins, um, that was the initial indicator of me changing my name. Um, Cause like from Maverick to Nightwing, I wanted to be more introspective in my life as I made music instead of just rapping about rapping. Um, and Nightwing was more to Grayson, oh, this is serious. Cause I always said in my career in the back of my head, if I was gonna have quiz, I'm gonna stop. Cause I didn't want that to I didn't want that to interfere with me being a father. Mm -hmm. But through family, my girlfriend, everyone saying, no, don't do that. You're doing really well. We believe in you. Um, kind of put me in a perspective of, well, if everyone's believing me and telling me that I can keep going, I'm gonna do the best I can to keep going. And so when I found out I was having my kids, I wanted to keep going. And the first track that I made to an to announced that I was changing my name, announced I was having kids, it was called Twins. And I made a song about my excitement of being a father. Um, it's available everywhere on my Bandcamp streaming sites if you want to look that up. But um, I, want, I made a song about my excitement of talking to them about me being ready to be a father for them. As, as for the creative process and, and making sure everything gets done, it's, I won't, I can't say it's easy. It's, it's a little difficult adjusting because they're actually growing. It seems like they're growing at a rapid rate sometimes. Cause I look back and be like, you used to be this small and now you're this big <laughs> and you walk and you can, you backflip off the couch. Uh, <laughs> but other times it's like, because they're my sons, they understand it. Cause like there was a time I had a show on Twitch on Gaku Overdrive, shout out to you guys. Um, they're stationed in Florida. We had a Twitch show, and I had Grayson in my arm. And by the show was done, he was asleep. So he was so comfortable in that element, he um, was knocked out. Um, which probably helped because I took their mom to a show in Mag Magfest when they were in her stomach and she was pregnant. But you know, but um, that could be it too. But um, it's like. 
I have to be more, uh, I don't know if divisive is the word. I got to be more selective with the moves that I make. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that it's actually worth me going outside for because every single moment that I do be around the kids, it's not a detriment, but it's like, I don't want to be going somewhere for nothing. Right. You know, like for no reason, no benefit at all. I can't just be doing it just to do it like that because it's kind of like, well, I could be spending time with the kids. I could be watching TV with the kids. I could be watching cars, one, two, and three. Um, watching anime with the kids. I could be hanging out with them, playing with them. So when I go do these shows, it has to be something to come back for, whether it's monetary, whether it's something that could build up something for next the next thing, you know, that way um, it works out. Um, it has to be for something because, you know, luckily I have a very good partner that she supports me and helps me out when there are situations where I have to go to a convention and she watches them for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot because she's watching essentially three to four boys on the whole entire weekend by herself, but she handles that like a boss. Um, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's because of that, because of the people that support me, because of the people that I met through the journey, like yourself, um, just like I just had an interview before with Aoxys, um and other people that that support me either by talking bringing my name up to other people to get me situations that help out my brand um and help me out um people just just have a casual conversation saying yo this dude is pretty dope racing is pretty nice or yeah i love that dragon ball chain around us it's just anybody that gives me any positive energy or any attention at all that they didn't have to i do it for them as well I do it for everybody i do it for myself because I don't want that to be a waste. It's like Goku getting a spirit bomb. What? Imagine he gets a spirit bomb and he misses. Like, what? You're like, oh, that sucks. But nah, it's, that's how it feels. Like, I, I got to go hard and go ham and do everything that I can that when that time comes, when I do end, when I finish, when I say I'm done, I'm cool, I want to be 100% satisfied. I don't want to have any regrets. So I put my all as much as I can into it. Yeah. And just a couple things, you know, as, as I heard you say all of that, you know, I think first the, the important point is moving forward with purpose and finding opportunities that have a purpose behind them. And I think when we all start out, right, we'll just say yes to anything, right? Mm-hmm. We will say yes to absolutely anything. It's like, Ooh, this is going to put me on the map. That's going to put me on the map. And really you come to realize that everything's just a little step forward. Everything's got a lesson within it, but over time, you know, you've been in this 10 years, I've been in it almost 10 years, like you start to pick and choose based on previous experience based on Mm -hmm. what you think will be the more meaningful opportunity that'll help advance the platform, you know, there's no just doing things just to do them, especially when you have a family, especially when you have all these different responsibilities, like you and I aren't in our 20s anymore, (laughs) you know, Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not the same, like (laughs) when you when you hit your funny bone that don't heal up, (laughs) <laughs> you know like it, and that's the thing too it's like i get all my years because like hip-hop has a thing where it's ages um so they'll tell you like oh you're too old i'm like yo i'm just 32 what are you talking about like there's people that are 50 still doing this and yeah. do this better than you so really what are you talking about so i keep going but it's also like i get tired you know there's times like i really i really be at a spot and it's like all right this 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 the situation i'm doing it for but I could sleep. Mm-hmm. I could sleep and be okay. And, you know, it's like, I got to make sure that every move is worth it. That way later on I could sleep. 
later yeah. on. I could without having to feel the anxiety of I feel like I need to work more. Right. I, I have that not even it's an issue, it's a thing where I don't record in a certain amount of time, like a few weeks, maybe a month. I I'd be like, like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta write. I gotta I'll, I even I'll have something to write. I need a verse, I need to do something, I need to, I need to record because it just feels like overdue homework, but the homework that I want to do, you know? So yeah. Yeah. There, there is always that issue to create that drives us forward, you know? And I think like counterbalancing that with like not jumping the gun on just any opportunity is an interesting point to come to, you know, because like you and I, I think are at similar levels where they're like, there's definitely a next level up and a next level up, you know, that we want to get to, but like, there's enough established and there's enough history to know what works and what doesn't, which is a very powerful place to be. Cause that's where I feel it starts to all come together. And I think mm -hmm. too, like you having a family, like I have my nieces and nephew back home. I don't have any kids of my own, but like, I think we're uniquely positioned to like show them like, Hey, there's a different way. There's something else, you know, you don't have to just get a nine to five and just, you know, not have an outlet and, not be satisfied with what you're putting into the world. Like there's a way to make this all work together. And it's, it's not for the faint of heart, you know, mm. it's, it's difficult. I mean, me being 800 miles away, you know, I miss a lot, you know, back, back home, but it's like, you know, there's still this opportunity to show the kids, you know, that, Hey, you know, you can go out and create whatever this is, whatever your version of this is, you can go out and create it and like give them that blueprint. And it's such a powerful place to be. You know, I know in my family, like, I'm the first person to leave the Northeast. I'm the first person to just take that kind of leap, mm. you know, and it's terrifying. But at the end of the day, you just kind of come back to remembering what you do it for. You know, you remember that, like, it's, it, it gets to a point, you know, where it's just bigger than you, you know, there's so much more and there's so, there's so much more that it touches. And so you want to make sure you're doing the, the right thing and that you're doing everything to the best of your ability. So ultimately you can come back around to give more right I, I you know that's something that you know is definitely real for me as i get older you know 35 now like you know it's it's definitely not just you know i'm gonna start a blog and see where it goes it's like everything's gotta like you get to a point it where gotta it makes sense yeah it it's gotta, gotta have sense. intention behind it and yeah yeah because it's like a lot of that's the other side too because especially in entertainment there's always someone trying to play you out so you got to look out for that as you go along because they'll take all the energy and all that to benefit themselves and leave you stranded. And, and, you know, as, as you get older, you don't have time to be left stranded for nothing. Like mm -hmm. in my early twenties, I had situations where I got screwed over, but I just learned that that way I could tell other people through music, through conversations, through anything that it's like, be careful of this, be wary of that. Look out for this. You can do this, but, Make sure, like, calculate, you know, do the math. That way, you know, you get the best, you get the best out of it and and not only with the monetary. Like, sometimes it ain't already monetary. Sometimes it's just for the networking process of itself that can lead to something bigger later. You know, mm -hmm. it's stuff like that. Right. But, but having that sense of, you know, knowing when to watch your back, too. And I think, and protect your energy. I have become a huge proponent over the past two years in particular of you've got to protect your energy not just in a professional sense but in a personal sense you like know? yeah if yeah. people if people are coming in bringing bad energy you know deriding your goals or otherwise just being a distraction you know a negative distraction 
you've got to limit your exposure, you know, and it's not to, it's not to be rude. It's not to, you know, it's, it's not to be antagonistic, but it's so you can continue to show up the best for yourself. So your cup's full, right? You know, that's something that's become so huge for me is like making sure my cup's full. So I had, I, so I have something to pour, you know, because if you don't have anything to pour, it's just going to burn you out. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna you're, that's where you start to forget why you're doing it and that's where you start to you know those thoughts start to creep in of you know should i still be on this track why am i still doing this like we've all been there you know mm-hmm. and a lot of it has to do with the energy around us in, in my experience i don't know if you've experienced i've had i definitely had those um because like there's been times um like work Overtime comes in. So I do I do work and I do this and I go to you know, take care of the kids, take them to school, watch them during the day, uh, go back to work. It's like it's a cycle. So sometimes it's like I'm in situations like it's like all right, I, I know I gotta do this. I just gotta sit down, but I, I, I could take this time to take a nap. I could take this hour to take a nap. Is this person really trying to look out for me or they're just trying to come up off of my name? And those those decisions is also why I make certain decisions. Like now, as to where when we talked before, I didn't have a feature price. I didn't have a definite feature price if I was asked. Now I have a feature price. Now I do sales. Why? Because it's like my my time that I take out of my day to do that, the time I take to put my kids to take a nap, to go downstairs, instead of napping with them, because we cuddle and it feels great and it's nice and it's warm. We all lay in a certain way. It's like a puzzle that just fits. Instead of me doing that, I'll go downstairs and write this verse or I'm writing a verse at work. And, and then going home and recording that before I took my five-year-old to school and then sending it off and putting in Google links and make sure it's uh, uh, anyone to get the link to make sure everything works. And, then to come to find out that the production of it just comes out crappy and my name's attached to it now. So it's like, I right, like, you know, it's stuff like that. Cause like yeah. to speak on the album, uh, every single song was written during the breaks at my job. Maybe, maybe one was written at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I normally do like, I do like eight hour days, but some days, you know, throughout the year, it could be mandatory for like months. And it'll be like 10 hour days and, and, you know, sometimes it gets tiring, but it's good money. Um, and as I'm on break, lunch, 15 minutes, I'm typing, listening to the beat, going back over it, making sure the flow was fluid, making sure what I'm saying is cool. Make sure I don't say the same things I said in the past. Cause I want to make sure I keep coming in with fresh things. Cause there are new experiences that I deal with, but I also know that because I make so much music, that I could repeat myself, you know? So as you heard the album, you know, I, I honestly, I could ask you, but it's like, I, I can tell like, all right, I brought something different to the table than what you remember of me, what I used to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good jumping off point to get a little deeper into that. Uh, first of all, it continues your tradition of releasing new music on your birthday every year. Uh, mm-hmm. October 10th is always the day you can expect something new from Grayson. Um, Yeah. One thing that really left an impression on me is it's probably the most autobiographical, you know, that of, of your releases. And there's a certain wisdom that 
is present here from being 10 years in, you know, so that that's definitely something that I noticed, you know, that, that's something new that you've brought to the table. And I want to give you a chance to dive a little deeper into the themes here on the album, that creative process, you know, you spent a lot of your time writing these songs on break, you know, at, at work, but then how did it come together in the studio to be the finished product that we hear before us? Well, um, because of the fact of, well, yeah, let me explain the whole, like, like that is called identity crisis part four. So obviously because it's a part four, that means there were three other parts. So last year, um, I made up the idea. I actually made up the idea over a joke that a friend of mine, um, VST, um, we're in Joker Collective together, um, and he's with Otaku Gang as well. Um, we made a joke because I, of the, the name of changes that I've done. And he's like, damn, you going through identity crisis or something? And I was like, uh, I guess. And it kind of, I kind of spawned on me where back when COVID was happening, know and i was having the kids at the same year and i was listening to a lot of beats and production but just to listen as a fan and and like dive in you know because like i know a lot of producers through the years i've been working and made a good rapport with them their friends family and stuff like that and so i listen to youtube and they've been making music longer than 10 years and i'm like yo this beat is cool it's crazy no one ever used this Yo, this beat tape is nasty. All right, I want to, I want to kind of do, and it spawned on me. I'm like, all right, this is what I want to do with this person. So the first one was called Amady because Amady was the my original name alias when I was just freestyling and wanting to rap. That was the name that could have came out, right? Um, so like, if if anytime someone wants to go back into my old projects, you might see a song called Amady Interlude or this, and you might be, who, what, why is it called that? Because Amady was my original name. So I made a project with Rozzy K called M80. Um, if any, uh, the I guess the re recent promotion that you might have seen was SF2, because I did a little AMV for Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. Street Fighter 2, so I called it SF2. Mm -hmm. So that project, he's a producer that's out of New York. I think he's in Albany. He's also a lawyer. Um, he wears a lot of hats. Um, good dude. Very tall, uh, but because <laughs> I met him in Mag, I met him in Mag this year. Um, but basically, we did that project. Um, he already had beats. He had a beat tape, and I was like, I want to use these selected beats. Is it cool? He said, Yeah, I trust you. You dope. Kill it. Got you. Wrote the wrote the songs to him. You know, got the features I wanted to get for him. Got them done. Made that. Put that out, or plan to put that out. Because I did the thing where. Identity Crisis coming out this month, then the next one, the next month, then the third one is on October 10th. That was last year. So mm -hmm. I did M80, and then with Maverick, I worked with Natsu Fuji, who I've worked with a lot as well. And I, the reason I picked him for a production for Maverick was off the fact that when I was Maverick and coming up, his name in production was one of the reasons why my name became what it became as Maverick and Ronin. Um, and I got to make a, a few songs. Uh, I guess the most recent thing would be called the song I made, Bruce Wayne. Um, I made a song about Batman, of course. So it was pretty cool. And I got to have a lot of fun with that, going back into older beats that he made. Um, today, well, the ninth was his birthday. Uh, <laughs> so he dropped the project the day before uh, that, 
uh, for Street Fighter 6. He made a beat tape. I'm probably going to work on that, too, because I love Street Fighter. Um, and then for Nightwing's representation, um, I, I made a project called Back to Bloodhaven for those who know me as Nightwing. Right, right, yeah. The, yeah, the original project was called mm-hmm. Welcome to Bloodhaven, so I made Back to Bloodhaven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those tracks were produced by Louis Pierre Beats. He was the producer for the song I perform a lot called Player One. So I did the whole project with him. And I think all the song there was like seven songs on all those, maybe six or seven. I think one of them might have had eight. I don't know. But um I'm I did those on purpose to be like, all right, so these are the these are the entities that I was and who I was as a person, but it also gave it was me rapping in those styles, but also with the experience that I've gained. So the Maverick project didn't sound like No Masters 2 Maverick. It sounded like if Maverick was here in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was rapping my ass off and sounding clear, not stuttering. You know, the hooks was good, very, very good hooks and catchy, but it was also different and abstract enough to for, like I had a song called Otaku. You know, I had stuff like that, but the same energy. M80 was as if, M80 was a whole concept of, if I never left Brooklyn and I started rapping, I would be M80. And this is the project that it would be that would, the sound would be off. And then Back to Bloodhaven was basically a sequel uh, to Honor Welcome to Bloodhaven. I feel like it's still one of my biggest projects. And that went really well. I made songs like Nightwing Forever. Um, that's the last video I dropped, official music video that I did at a game gallery in Easton. Um, and then I also dropped a song. Well, on the project, uh, there's a song called uh, Cosplaying Slay which, you know, I made a little ballad song for um, cosplayers, you know, because I always wanted to do that. So now we get to part four where the whole production is made by Gage, who is a producer I always work with um, almost on every project. And he is the first producer on the internet wise that gave me a beat and gave me a chance when I started out. So I wanted to make something with him. You know, we both have a very high respect for each other and we always wanted to do a project and now we finally got the chance to. So he sent me, I, he said, yo, look on whatever beat you want. Just let me know. And I looked, I found the ones I wanted. I had more, but for what I made in the time frame, I was good with, with, with what I got. Um, and you know, I was writing, you know, because my process now is uh, with the, especially with the beats that I pick, you know, my head is in, all right, what the hook going to sound like real quick? Because I know what the hook's going to be. Oh, let me do this verse. All right, what am I saying initially automatically as I'm hearing this beat? What am I saying? Okay, this is the energy I want to be on. So, like, let's say for uh, the road. Um the road, the beat that was made was originally like he did a mix of something that Jay-Z, Jay-Z's lyrics was on. Like he did the beat over a Jay-Z song. And I like Jay-Z a lot. So I was like, all right, I, I want to have that energy into it. So that's why the hook is in that format of but you put my whole soul, but it's also like congruent to what I've been dealing with and doing as an artist throughout all these years, um, speaking on that. And the reason the album, you know, is so introspective and autobiographical at this point is because of the fact being that it's a full circle for great, because it's me now. It's the identity crisis that of who I am now and what I think about, how I feel. Right. And 
this year alone is a lot of things that have happened because, you know, or last two years, 2020 until now, you know, I've worked with Le- uh, Lehigh Valley Be Free and got to do that, which that that became something so much more than what I thought it was going to be because I thought it was just going to be a song and I did what I did and I did the best that I could. Um, and next thing I know, I'm on the news locally and talking about it and being featured and it's staying on the website, not just some two-month thing and it's gone. No, it's still there. And and doing a show with them at Touchstone, which in full circle, Touchstone was the first place I did a show at when I started the Star City Showcase. So it's like, wow, this is crazy. Um, then, you know, uh, I got MAGFest this year for Main Stage, which was the goal, the goal for my entire career so far. So I have another goal. Um, but basically... I got to do that. And then in that same weekend, well, I had my set. Then the next day, I got to be on stage with Mega Ran, who is the first new car artist I ever heard of and is the reason why I kind of do this stuff. And I'm on stage with him rapping to one of the songs that the original song is him and Richie Branson. And Richie Branson is someone that got me into Otaku Gang and now I lead Otaku Gang. And that, it's like everything kind of goes full circle with everything. So as I'm making this project, I'm thinking about everything good that's happening. I'm also thinking about everything that's like that's negative that happened because I have to expel that and talk on it because that's how I do. I don't hide anything. So, you know, I've had I had phone outs and I speak on it a little bit briefly, but not too much because I didn't want to give the attention to that guy because he's doing everything to get what he wants uh, of that. But, you know, I wanted to be honest in this project. I want people to feel what I'm saying and feel how I feel because I feel like the production brings that out of anybody that is good at rapping like that. I think those type of beats are for those. It's like, you can rap your ass off if you want to, but talking about, you have to talk about something. It needs to be substance. I feel like his beats have souls in them. And I think minds came together and it made a fusion and it, it became the project. And I I have to say, you know, just hearing all of this background just, you know, having these, you know, references to previous projects like you've almost got your own multiverse happening here you know in in a lot of ways like you have all these different versions of yourself that come into this and all these different experiences along the way that have shaped like there's there's a serious lineage to everything that now Grayson is right and you know I I think, you know, we, we share a lot of parallels because without the Quinn Spin, there'd be no Lehigh Valley Underground. Without Lehigh Valley Underground, there'd be no UMC. And now there's Nash Live. Like, there's all these little things that come from this point of singularity, mm-hmm. right? And you never, you never know that all this is going to happen. You don't know how it's going to happen when you start. But now, you know, being 10 years in and being, having a chance to look back on your journey and see, like, where it all started from. It started from those days when you were a teenager freestyling, and now mm-hmm. here you are on the main stage of MAGFest, uh, you know, rapping with Megaran, like, having all these opportunities locally, having all these opportunities elsewhere. It's amazing to see, like, that point of singularity and all the different versions, like the, the storyline that, that this is all followed for you over the past decade. And I think one track that does a really good job of capturing that is rounds because it's retrospective. You know, you have, I think that's a Ted talk uh, that, that, uh, that excerpt of talking about, yeah. grit, you know, talking yeah. about growth mindset and it leads into this track where you're really 
able to revisit those early days and the revelations and what they've made you. So, so if you have anything more to say about the revelations that you've had, you know, and how yeah. those come out in rounds, I mean, it, with, it really seems with, like one of those, you know, with, with rounds, tracks. with rounds is like, it's definitely one of my favorite tracks because especially for what I do to it. Um, y'all gotta, y'all gotta hear it when it comes out. Um, to, to understand what I say. Cause I, um, I did something with the hook that I normally wouldn't do. Um, and I was like reaching a new level of artistry that I was trying to get to. Um, I think I achieved it, but not perfect, not like as perfection. I don't believe in perfection, but like it's always gonna be better, but it's really good for like Maverick Nightwing wouldn't have been able to do that. So looking at it as like, yeah, this is something that Grayson does and can do well. So that is that part is also like just thinking about you know just like the starting bar like instead of talking about my haters let me talk about my supporters because there's a lot of times i've realized that i was i was always talking about the negative people that always kept me down and, and doubted me but i'm like let me talk about the supporters let me y'all are important you know I me mean? like that like because it seems like such a simple bar but it's like no it's very important to me because it really is like when I go and I do these things and I go across this, the country and or I drive or I get a ride for two hours or or you know take a bus go down a block wherever wherever go I go to Easy Money and rap <laughs> for for Lee uh, Lee uh, uh, was it first Friday first Friday yep yeah you know like anything home base it's because of the fact of my supporters it's because of the fact that when I post something online and someone likes it and it's just one like I don't even care it's stuff like that that pushes me and when it came to rounds it's like it's also reflecting and revelations of of the fact of like why these things are happening now and where they come from because a lot of people forget why these are things are happening and that's why they fall out with other people where me i'm very reflective like i always remind my people yo you know this is your fault and they're like what no this is you like no I, I, like you put me in a position that i had to prove you right but this is you you know like this don't don't let me don't let you think that I forgot like no this is because you put my name out there this is because you let me on this track this is because you let me on this stage this is because you gave me the opportunity and opened the door for me this is because you opened the door by doing you by proxy you help help me get into a position you know so it's like it's rounds is a track at the same time of me saying I'm still here, I'm still going, I'm still strong, and I'm still I'm getting better, even now. It's also a thank you to everybody, you know, to you, to to everybody that's ever helped me out, everyone that's ever given me a chance. Because honestly, you you could just everyone could say no, I don't have the time. Everybody could say I want to take a nap, <laughs> I gotta go to sleep, I gotta go eat, I gotta go do something else. But instead, they gave me opportunity. And they seen the potential in me. So I wanted to you know with that beat, of course, too, it, it put me in that in that mode while at work. Cause it's always humbling writing the songs at work. Cause everyone at my job knows what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they figured it out. Um, it was a kind of a funny story. Um, so I caught COVID near the end of the year, but I healed up in time. And I went back to work and I was cool, but then I had to go to Mag. So then I went to Mag because I already had a shot and everything. 
So it didn't even last as long, but it did suck for that day. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, basically, and then all of them notice, hey, yo, where's Matt? Why is he not here the rest of the week? Oh, he had to go to the show. What show? And then they're seeing it because it was live on Twitch. And people are sharing it because everyone's kind of like, yo, this dude is here. And they, they follow me on Facebook. And they're like, whoa, what, what do you mean? He, whoa, what's this? Yo, he's in front of thousands of people. Like, literally, my boss mentioned it when I got employed a month uh, later that month. He's like, oh, and aside of him doing a good job at work, he's actually a professional artist and rapped in front of thousands of people. I'm over here like, what? I'm like, what do you, wait, what? Your boss is here. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? And they're like, yo, really? Whoa, that's crazy. And it's like, it's it's like very humbling at the same time. You know, it's like everybody that wants to see me do well, I have to do well because of the fact of the of the fact they want that for me. The fact that they believe that I can do well. And you know, it's like like the ending bar, like like they said NPCC, um, you know, Mega Ran. IQ, Richie Branson, D&D Sluggers, Kadesh Flow, Subzilla, Samus, the list can go on of the nerdy people of color collective that opened the doors for me to be in their court and be able to make the moves that I do now um, is always humbling because they had to go through the bullshit that I don't have to go through. I go through my own, but not as hard as what they had to deal with. And, you know, and then it didn't say make music for all of you. That's what gives me peace because it gives me peace. It, it's very, it's very, because these songs, any songs that I made in the past in present or songs that I go back to on those days that is really, really tough. I'm not even going to lie to you. Because last, last week was really, really tough. It's like, oh man, this fridge isn't working. Okay, got to get a guy to fix it. Oh, my heat's not turned on. Gotta get a guy to check that out. Oh, he just pressed a button. Oh, 75 for a button. All right, cool. Um, oh, I'm doing a show. Oh, artists are not sending the emails that we gave two months ago and kept telling them to send the email. Now they want to tell me the day of they're going to be. It's like back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Oh, I got to go to work. Back to back to back to back to back. Oh, no, I'm tired. Hey, but you know what? My, I'm about to drop. I'm about to do this video. You know, it's about to be my birthday. I keep my spirits up. And one of the things that keep my spirits up, aside from my family, aside from everyone that's always helped me, is the fact that I get to put music out in the first place because the origin of it is I wasn't able to before because they wouldn't let me. Now I do whatever I want. So, yeah, you know. Having that support system, you know, I just keep thinking support system, support system, support system, whether it's people who have given you opportunities, whether it's the people at work, whether it's your family, like, it goes back to that thing about energy, right? And mm-hmm. letting the good energy in and acknowledging that, giving that the shine, you know, that we don't always give it because I think part of human nature is to focus on the bad, right? To focus on the negative that comes in. And we really have to train our minds not to do that. But that's the thing is like, we all need to give each other a chance here because we're all trying to do this. You know, we're all, you know, part of this rising tide that must raise all boats, right? I I keep coming back to that idea on the show here and just in my own life, because it's the truth. Like the more we help each other, the more we support each other, the further we're going to go. And you have an amazing support system that, you know, you've cultivated over a decade, you know, and even before then, you know, of people who are invested in what you're doing, you know, right back, you know, and it, 
it's this amazing exchange that takes place after a while. You know, those of us who stick this out, you know, like we have that, we always have that to lead back on. We always have these memories, these conversations when things do get hard, you know, the communities that we've built, you know, like I was just up there, you know, for, for music fest and everything up in Bethlehem. And like, you want to talk about a cup filling experience being there, sticking around in Jersey for the second half of the month, you know, seeing my niece, taking my niece to Barnes and Noble, like stuff like that, just to like remind you what you do it for, you know, because it has to be bigger than you, but it, mm-hmm. like as, you can start it, you know, for, for reasons of passion or, you know, whatever, you know, for personal reasons, but ultimately if you're going to continue, it's got to become about something bigger than you. And it's exciting to see, like, you know, from our first interview, I think that might've been like 2016, maybe 2017 mm-hmm. to now, like the growth in, in the mindset, you know, and in, you know, your reasons why your reasons for doing it you know it's inspiring and just such a you know such an incredible place to have seen you come to you know and i'm super excited for you know everything to come uh of course there will be i'm sure more star city showcases you just had one last weekend and for those unfamiliar uh this is a regional showcase up there in the lehigh valley in eastern pennsylvania uh giving some of the region's top hip hop artists a chance to perform. And this is something that you started and you've been doing for years now. So tell us a little bit about the concept and why it's important to build community. Well, Star City Showcase is also 10 years as well. Cause I, I did it the first year I was rapping. Um, it started because I didn't, I didn't know who to go to about a show. I didn't know who to talk to. Um, I didn't know where to go, who to go, who to contact, who to email. I didn't know none of that. So I got my income tax money. It was February. I got my income tax money. I paid Touchstone. And I did it March, May 1st. No, March 1st. March 1st. And I got acts like Devin Haley, Thousand, um, Lotto Lex. He goes by Lotto Lex now, but he was Tigger back in the day in the Hurt. Um, I had a group called High Velocity, myself. Um, you know, I had a few very very good acts that um some stop but some are still dope at what they're doing musically they're still going in different ways um and star is an acronym for strictly talented at rapping but as you know it's also the metaphor for the bethlehem star because it started out in bethlehem you know i wanted to say star city because it's like that and what i realized was is like all right i gotta do this more often to make sure I want to give the opportunity for other artists that might not be in the in crowd, might not be the most popular, but still dope to perform. And it helped meet a lot of amazing people. It helped cultivate some of the greatest nights of my life. And it also was cool because I would do these, I will always do it on my birthday weekend, um, either before or after as well so it's always going to be one in october and then during the year i kind of like see if it could be in uh march may you know stuff like that um did i do this three no i'm gonna think about it like technically hmm no nah, because i did yeah okay that's fine that's fine i was thinking about it um yeah, part of me felt like i did it three times but i didn't um i just did it one late summer but i wasn't sure if i did it in march anyway because i gotta i gotta check I do so many shows, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's like 
it's a good experience, a good learning experience. It's a good time to practice as well. Um, like for one artist, um, she her name is Miss Ill or Ill Relevant. She's from Reading. Um, she returned into rapping uh, this year, and she's actually open for Styles P on. Well, she's opening for Styles P on the fifteenth. So I gotta get the dates right. So her performing at my showcase. She did a very, very good job, but she's also like, all right, this is my limitations of what I have to do. This is what I can and can't do. This is what the crowd likes. All right, this is what I got to expect because what I'm spitting, no, people really like. And she had a nice-ass uh, Temptations line. She like, no one's here to see Otis. I'm on my David Ruffin, which everyone knows the, the iconic line. Like, David Ruffin's like, no one's here to see you, Otis. And it's mad funny. So it's like her saying that line is like, Yo, that was crazy. And, and, you know, she's a really dope spitter. You know, seeing Stevie Franks from Jersey uh, come down and perform his songs from Project Gotham, which I'm on as well. Um, and then me performing songs, you know, because now I'm so I'm so experienced at it. I know this sounds cocky as hell, but I'm so experienced at it. Like, there's a part of me that's like, yo, if we don't got, you know, if we got extra time, I could do two different sets. And my DJ was like, no, nah, yeah, you could. I'm like, yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And we're like, let's leave the cushion just in case. And that just in case helped out a lot, you know. But, you know, it's like also because I'm the promoter and the organizer of a show, but I'm also an artist still. So I still have the competitiveness. So it's like, yeah, I get to be up next to these amazing artists. You know, there was a few times I had Mickey Fax host um, the showcase. You know, maybe I plan to do, you know, another big artist to host it, depending on how everything goes. Um but, you know, I wanted to keep the tradition of that going on because I feel like there's always going to I want to be one of the platforms that always has an opportunity and open doors for someone to perform just in case they don't know who to talk to or they don't go to a certain studio where they decide to do a show for the people that pay me to go to that studio or they go to something that is actually established, you know, like it's been going on for at least a very long time. They don't know there's 10 years. No one ever knows it's 10 years. But at least they know that it's been going on a long time. They heard about it. They know about it. So they could be a part of something that everyone else has done. Like Devin Haley, you know, he's been, you know, because back when he was out here, he was out here. Now he's up in Cali in, on TV for Grown Up, uh, not Grown Up Hip Hop. Is it Grown Up Hip Hop? Or I think it's Grown Up Hip Hop. He's on that because he's the son of KC, from mm-hmm. KC and JoJo. Yeah. And, you know, other artists that has been a part of my show has been doing a, a lot better things and, and growing in their business and stuff like that. And I'm just happy that I had the opportunity to see them rock out on a stage for something that I created, you know, even if they don't remember, I remember and that's cool with me. Yeah. And you're providing people opportunities while also leading by example and going out and finding your own opportunities, not only locally, but elsewhere, you know, I mean, we, we touched on MAGFest, getting to share the stage with Megaran, like all these conventions, all these opportunities to spread what you do and this whole body of work, you know, all over the country, all over the place, you know, and I'm curious, you know, from your experience of going out and lining up those opportunities and building those relationships, if you have any lessons to impart upon other artists who are looking to branch themselves out, who are looking to find those opportunities, what lessons, what advice would you give an artist who's looking to attain that level of success, that level of relevance, you know, to where they're finding similar opportunities for themselves? Okay. So, cause this is also funny with the album. Um, 
that's probably the next context of things I will say, or maybe the next few albums I'll do, is learning how to answer this question the best way possible. So the first thing is to put 100%, if not more, into everything that you're doing. And what I mean by that, I mean promotion, I mean your internet presence, I mean your music, I mean your production, your quality, um, as much as possible. I mean when you're performing, no matter if there's no one in the room, no matter if it's a bunch of ghosts and Casper and his little cousins that are assholes, um, if it's a room full of kids, you know, do your due diligence. But make sure you are performing at the octane that you will perform for if there was a thousands of people in front of you. Because when it is that situation comes up, you're going to have to do that like you, you work out. So when you lifting things all the time, when you finally pick up a fridge by yourself, it's because you're so used to lifting those things up. So a lot of people want to get those opportunities where it's so big right away. But it's like, do you know what to do in those situations? No. How can you? You don't get that situation all the time. Right. So if you're so used to doing half ass on these situations and then you get this big situation, you're you're going to only, you're not going to, you might do a little bit more than half, but that doesn't mean you're going to go 100. You're going to go 60 because you're not used to doing 100% all the time. And the reason of doing what I'm saying to do 100%, don't do 100% for anyone else but yourself. You have to do it because you want to do it. Otherwise, it's going to grow resentment and hatred and doubt and a lot of negative feelings that you do not need. And eventually it will, it will, cause, it will cause an incursion in your life. Um, and also when it comes to opportunities, talking to people, everybody is human, no matter what position they are in life. I have met Johnny Young Bosch at one point and took a picture with him and he's a black ranger. I've watched this man beat putties up when I was five and I met him at a time. I met Xavier Woods, took a picture with him. Love Xavier I, Woods. Love Yes. Woods. Yeah, I would love to meet that guy. I <coughs> Everything he puts out, like everything that guy touches is gold. Yes. Everything. I met him. I met, and he was in a skate outfit. He was dressed up as skate from Streets of Rage. I was like, yo, can I get a picture? Big as hell. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And then Mega Ran, uh, K. Murdoch was in a picture too, and it was like amazing. It was dope. My nephew was raving about it. Like, what you met? Oh my god, he loves wrestling. And I met, uh, I got to perform with Mega Ran. That's someone I was listening to when I was 21 before I was doing rap. And he made Black Materia. I always tell him this too. I'm like, you do like for 10 years, I was listening to you. Like, you are the first person I ever heard rap an entire album about a video game that I love. And I didn't even get to beat the game to this day. I never beat seven. I know the ending of seven, I never beat it though. I just knew the ending, but he, I knew the ending even more in the context because of what he did and what he created. And I got to be on stage with him. I, I, all these opportunities led and started from low key from him and everything else that I've, I was going with. And one of the reasons that I've gotten into the position I gotten into is because I asked questions and I was humble. Like, don't let your ego, please don't let your ego mess your situation up. Don't think, don't, don't think you're so big that you can't, but you expect things to happen. You have to make things happen. Then you can act whatever way you want when you have that. Like what we was talking about, we're in that position where we got to make the right moves because of our families and stuff. But that's because we we came up and worked that hard. So we got the right to make those decisions. But 
you have to know your value. And people always say you got to know your value. But the thing about that statement is you have to know where you at realistically. You have to know that if you are worth getting a certain amount, then you have to work and show that you work that certain amount. But if you are not, you have to work to get to that value. And also you have to know you can't just do everything for free if you bring in this many people because then you're not getting what you deserve. Yeah. And that all takes in work. That all takes in humbleness. That all takes in being self-reflective and being real with yourself. Don't let this internet and ironically we're doing it on zoom, but (laughs) that's because we're, that's easy. He's in Texas up in Bethlehem, but it's like, don't let the internet fool you with these, algorithms and everything can be controlled they made an ai rapper and he had a million followers in a day and was like wow that's crazy no they they made that you can type in the number saying a million followers then that's what happened that doesn't mean it's real people that doesn't mean people really care now people care because that's what that's the whole perception thing. Oh, he has a lot of followers, so I should be following him. And let me see what he's doing. Oh, he's kind of funny. He looks like this. He looks like a cartoon that I used to watch back in the day, so I'm familiarity. Let me do this. Oh, and he also raps like this person, which I think this is what hip-hop is. And then come to find out, that's that's what they see it. So it's like a lot of things, you got you to gotta really look out for the real and fake, especially the newer artists that are coming out today. I really implore that because of the fact being that it's happening more often where they're trying to fake you out to like somebody. And it also goes into performances. That's why I like performing because you see me for who I am on that stage. And when I'm on that stage, I'm gracing and I go, I go crazy and I do the best that I can for everybody. And I think, you know, so many good points there. Um, and thank you for that. I mean, I think you've got a Ted talk in you. I, I really do. I think hey. <laughs> but- <laughs> One day. But like, one day, hey, I want to do one too one day. But like, there's no such thing as overnight success, number one. And I think, you know, so many of us, this was me when I started, I was like, oh, I won't be on Sirius XM in six months. Nope. Mm-mm. No, you have to go through it. Honestly, you got to suck in the beginning because that's how you get better. Mm-hmm. You know, like you've got to go through it and you've got to learn these lessons early that you can then apply later on. But did you learn the lesson? Because if you didn't learn anything from it, you're only going to repeat it over and over until you either quit or finally learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, also relationships, everything, you know, like you said, everybody's a human being. And that means that everybody, you know, is looking for connection above all else at their core. You know, people don't just want to be the utility for, you know, helping you get from point A to point B. You have to build meaningful, actual relationships, friendships, you know, here in Nashville, you know, you become friends with people before you work with them, you know, like you become part of the community before you start doing work in that community. And I think that is really just a microcosm for how this whole industry, how any creative industry works in general. You know, if you pay enough attention to like entertainers over time, the ones that really last are the ones that have the strongest relationships, the ones that keep putting in that work, the ones who are relentlessly creative and who learn the lessons and evolve right? Like all of these things you're saying can be, I think, wrapped up, you know, into that, you know, into that idea of like, how do you endure? This is how you endure, but you only, you only learn that from doing it. And you only learn that a lot of the times from trying things the wrong way or having the wrong expectations, you know, early on, you know, but, you know, as someone who's weathered 
a lot of storms, you know, you have that to impart upon us. And I thank you for doing it because I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks, you just need that reminder. If nothing else, once in a while, it's like, Hey, this is a process, you know, there's no such thing as overnight. I mean, you think of Lizzo who, you know, early in her career was living out of her car, negative bank balance, eating fast food every night. Now she's one of the biggest stars on the planet. You know, you think of somebody like Oprah who was fired from a TV job, you know, for, what was it like not having the personality to be on TV? And now she's one of the all time greats in any form of media. You know, you ask anybody, they know who Oprah Winfrey is like logic is another one who was broke, uh, you know, in Maryland, you know, when he was college <laughs> age. And now like, he's a hip hop artist. He's an author. Like, you know, he can just pick and choose what he wants to pick up when he wants to do it. But it comes from just going through that process of, you know what? I don't know much, but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to stay humble and I'm going to build the right relationships and I'm going to show up as the best version of myself that I know how to be, which hopefully over time continues to get better and better and better. You know, if you're growing, I believe it will. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and that's the thing, like that's, that's what having a growth mindset is, right. Is believing that there's another level of growth out there for you and doing what you need to do to show up and attain that, you know, and I commend you for doing that. It's really, you know, this has been really inspiring for me, you know, this, this whole conversation just to, you know, see your journey and I, we are coming up on time, but before, mm-hmm. before we wrap, I do of course want to give a look at the future, you know, now that the album's out uh, upcoming performances, what else you're working on? What can we expect on the horizon here? Well, um, on the 15th of October, I will be, um, opening it up for Megan Rand and MC Front a lot um, on their tour, the uh, Otaka Puss tour. <laughs> I told October Puss tour. It's so crazy this name, but um, I'm opening it up for them um, in Brooklyn. Um, I have it all on social media platforms. I definitely will be promoting it, um, if not already, everywhere preparing for the show because this is like a part two of my birthday gift because i made sure i got to perform in that because it's like brooklyn's home open it up for ran get the rap for mc front a lot who i've only met once before so you know get reminded you know um family might be coming out in brooklyn friends might be coming out it's gonna be a good time um you know uh i'm also going to be performing the weekend of November 3rd to 6th, I will be performing at J1Con in Atlantic City at the Showboat. Um, that will be a spectacular, fun day. Um, you know, we get to be on the boardwalk. Hopefully it's not too cold. If, if so, we'll just be in a convention playing games, hanging out. And it's going to be a good show because it's going to be me, Hajoka Collective, Otaku Gang. We're all going to be in there. Uh, Heroes for Hire. It's going to be a very, very good event. Um, as for after that, I don't really know yet, but I definitely will be at MAGFest as, you know, just going. Like, I, I don't have any performances as far as I know, but I will be going there to be there in Maryland to hang out and be with my people that I don't really get to see throughout the year because we're all in different places of the country. Um, there'll definitely be another Star City Showcase next year. Um I don't know what specific season, but more than likely probably in the summer, maybe. And, you know, I have I have a little plan of what to do with that one as of what artists I want to bring apart. And, you know, in the meantime, in October, uh, 
the 15th, you know, the album, the album dropped the 10th and on the 15th, um, I have a video, I have AMVs I drop every two weeks normally for October because we call it Droptober. I'm dropping every week. So, you know, the last two weeks I dropped the videos and all of them are brand new songs. Like the first, the first one of the month was uh, Never Stop Being Great, which is a Gohan, <coughs> a song for Gohan because the movie recently came out and uh, Gohan's my favorite saying. Um, I made that song is really dope. And then the week after I did a song for Escanor from Seven Daily Sins. Um, it's called What's Beef? Because the, the hook was uh, spawned off of Notorious B.I.G. song. Um, just a little flip of what he does. If you ever watch Seven Daily Sins, you know who Escanor is. And then this one on the 15th that will drop is called uh, Heroic Trio, which is a My Hero Academia song that I did with uh, Darnell Bradley and Professor Kuro. They're both reactors on YouTube, but they're also impeccable artists. They've gotten a lot better, and I see their growth. Um, and we kind of, like, joined together to do this amazing song I think would be one of my best. And for the last week of the month, the last two weeks, it, it could it be up in the air. It could be a cypher because um, I have a DC Titan cypher for the show Titans because I heard it's coming out this month or maybe next month, hopefully next month, because then I'll have time to – if it's not done by then, I could have it out before and then have that ready. Um, and I have an anime boxing cipher. Um, I think I'm gonna call it champions or heavyweights. The, I'm still on a fence of what the title will be, but the cipher is done. And it's a cipher that is um, comprised of artists like Omega Sparks and Swats, that's Game Breaks, Okamoto, which is Master and Elder, Professor Koro, Darnell Bradley's on it. I'm on it. Johnny Five, the philosopher from Poundtown PA, is on it. Um, Jalopy Bungus, which he's from uh, Arizona, is on it. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. I'm bugging out. Uh, but it's a lot of people. And it's produced by Jay Hits. And basically the concept of that cypher is every boxing person that's in the anime. So Asuma, uh, Ippo from Hajime no Ippo. Um, I, I picked um, Jiminy Crockett from G Gundam. Um, my boy Johnny Five was hit from Dragon Ball Z, you know, so everybody had a boxing character from an anime. It got the rap circles and orbit. It was really dope. So um, those are in production. Those two are in productions of videos now and they'll probably get done by the time it'll be out by this month. And then after the month's over, I'll start doing a two-week thing again. But you'll always get content from me at least every two weeks on my YouTube. And, you know, I'm working on my next project because now Hero Saga's done. I can work. I'm probably going to work on, I'm probably going to vicariously work on Side Missions 3 and Gamers Interlude 3 at the same time. Because Side Missions 3 is, is I got to get the features. So I'll get my stuff done quicker and I'll probably send it out. And whenever they get done, I can get it back and see how many I want to do. And then I'll low-key work on uh, Gamers Interlude 3 as well as um, they should be a project for the next year for Otaku Gang um, called OG's Alive or Otaku Gang is Alive, one of those things where we're going like, to kind of not rebrand, but kind of a reintroduction because we had a lot of members, a lot of changes in a group, and we haven't really gotten as a group to put anything out for ourselves. So that will be out by next year. So a lot to keep tabs on. It's Hell always, yeah. Always something happening. So where can people find it? Um, on Facebook, because finally after so many years, 
I got to change my artist name on my artist page, and it took so long. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so <laughs> on on um Facebook, you can look up Grayson. It's spelled G R three Y S zero N, and you will find me. Um, I think the link, if I if I think off top, www.facebook.com slash Grayson G N A G, and you'll find me there. Everywhere else, Instagram and Twitter. I am Grayson, spelled G-R-3-Y-S-0-N. If you do not remember the three and the zero, you might be able to find me by Google, but the three and the zero represents 30. That's when I changed my name. So if you remember that fact, you will always know that it's the three and the zero. Um, and the fact that the three represents, this is the third time I changed my name, the third name that I have, and that's zero is the no more that I'm doing. Uh, there's a lot of metaphors with it. Um, and uh, YouTube youtube.com slash c slash grayson if you put that way you'll find my channel quicker because you know they always have those like those big old letters that spell doodle bob and whatever like me hold me hold me all that stuff so that's a quicker way of finding me um where you'll see the stockpile of videos that i always do um i do a lot of amvs every two weeks but i also try to do live action uh well live action wow official music videos as well as i'm putting more videos of me performing on youtube as well in my shorts i have a tiktok as well same thing um you look up one you'll find the other just just gotta type in and i got you and more than likely we'll have it in a link somewhere in this yeah. interview yeah it'll be linked of course uh you know in the show notes so make sure you check that out as well uh pleasure to have you sir we'll do this again hell yeah definitely and this has been the Quinn Spin, two ends and Quinn, two ends and spin. You could hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Stitcher, watch us on YouTube, and more channels. You could also learn more about the Quinn Spin at Underground Music Collective. That is our central hub for all things independent music, creativity, and more. UndergroundMusicCollective.com, as well as on all the socials. Check out the UMC 20 playlist, which we update every Tuesday. This uh, episode will end up there. The following the week after it premieres as a bonus track. Also, we'll have some uh, tracks from the new album sneaking their way into the playlist this month. And nationallive.live. Don't have any shows quite yet announced, but I'm working on some. It has been a crazy busy time, also gearing up for 2023. So bear with me. We're announcing some stuff very soon. Got some really cool ideas, collaborations in the community here in Nashville. And you know, eventually maybe we'll take that thing on the road too. Not that I'm predicting the future or anything. Anyway, Revel Nine's All I've Become has been our opening theme song since the great year 2014. Will be until the end of time. And it's going to also take us out just like it brought us in. And I'll see you next time. Hey now. Oh, now.